Montana, New York, your host here, Cambridge House, and I'm joined today by the one and only Frank Holmes, Executive Chairman of Hive Blockchain Technologies. Frank, thank you for being here. It's good to be with you. Uh, Frank, if you just wanted to take us on a little walk through what Hive does and why it's exciting in today's climate. Well, Hive was the first crypto mining company in the world, and it went public in Vancouver. And so far, we've been the most profitable. We only use uh, source renewable green energy, and we mine both Bitcoin and Ethereum. And we're the only people that really been using Ethereum as a way to, to get high gross margins and have high returns on invested capital. So that has been sort of the story of, of Hive. And last quarter, we sh showed revenue over $65 million, 90% gross margins. So it's been a, an incredible run in, in the past year. Our inventory of Bitcoin and Ethereum, which we've hodled, grew from 15 million to 170 million. So the liquidity, the balance sheet, everything uh, is, is just done great. I think we're the most profitable company listed on the Vancouver Stock Exchange of, of all the companies there. So it started from an idea and grew to something substantial. Uh, we're now listed in, in the US and we're also listed in Germany. And we mine in Sweden, we use source green energy in Sweden, Iceland, in Quebec, uh, and also in New Brunswick, which we built an incredible campus, which we own the data, we own the, the facilities, and uh, we, are, we have 50 megawatts of electricity going to 70 in New Brunswick. Amazing, thank you so much. And then we were just talking about why that is so important and why crypto is important um, with how things are going politically. Do you mind just touching on that again while we're here? Sure, you know, one of the big parts is, as I'm known for gold, I wrote a book on gold. Uh, I write weekly, I have 100,000 readers in 80 countries about this world of gold and other asset classes, et cetera. But what's interesting in this journey from gold bugs to a blockchain crypto bugs, or they call them uh, Bitcoin hornets, has been this argument of decentralized versus centralized. And the concept of innovation comes from decentralized. So if you looked at America, America has 50 states and they're all pretty well, tremendous state power. Uh, states have this tremendous amount of ability to drop taxes, to attract capital. They compete with each other and much more so than say Canada does with the provinces. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you have this decentralized argument. So what happens is what you've seen in Canada um, the, and what we've seen in other countries around the world, the more left the government is, the more they are centralized. And if you go to communist China, it shuts down everything. It's basically citizens held hostage. Uh, and you can see this difference, say, Texas versus New York State versus Canada. Uh, as you go further north, the lockdowns are much more oppressive. In a long, cold winter, uh, you can't walk your dog more than 400 feet from your house. You can't be driving in Quebec beyond eight o'clock with a thousand dollar fine. If you land in the country, you're quarantined for two weeks in their hotel. And if you did something wrong, there's a million dollar fine. You yeah. know, just very oppressive. That's because it's more centralized. And Bitcoin is all about being decentralized. And, and I think that's an interesting sort of, you see this was gold is also decentralized. Gold is not controlled by any one government. Gold is just like Bitcoin is not controlled by any one government. And it creates a sort of uniqueness around the world, whereas governments all want to control 
their capital markets, their money markets, et cetera. So I, I think that this is, uh, you're going to see that uh, they say that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau is one of the best salesmen for Bitcoin, et cetera, because of some of his, and same thing out of China. Yeah. But I feel sad being a, a Canadian American, what my family and relatives have had to go through. Uh, I'm so happy my little six-year-old daughter, she's been able to go to school every day here. Uh, had we stayed in Toronto, it would have been much more severe in missing school. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I hope Canada gets through. These protests, they really aren't about the vaccine. That's just the icing on the cake. It's about these oppressive lockdowns, these ex- ex- exceedingly expensive fines on people. You're driving your car, you get a flat tire, it's after eight o'clock at night. Uh, no one's going to come to help you. It's got two feet of snow in Quebec. Doesn't matter. You're going to get a two thousand dollar fine. Uh, this is this is really fundamentally difficult for human beings. So I think a lot of the truck protests are much more about freedom of speech and freedom of human rights. And the last part of that is that during this whole crisis, uh, I think Justin Trudeau passed legislation that he has to, or the government has to approve protests. So therefore, you took away free speech. And, and I think that's the thing that really got a lot of people concerned and upset. And a lot of Americans that go fund you, they supposedly set money up, uh, CBC, and, and they hacked into GoFund, et cetera. So I think all of this is going to have you know, a, an interesting journey of people really thinking about their freedom of rights. And that's what gold investors are really caught up about. And so are Bitcoin enthusiasts. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Would you recommend we touched on we touched on gold, we touched on crypto. Are you currently deploying capital? And would you recommend my listeners do the same? Well, we have a, a decent amount of cash in our funds. You know, I also a fund manager and have uh, large ETFs uh, known particularly for Jets ETF. And I have GoAU, Go Gold, they're both of the New York Stock Exchange. And I just la- launched See the Sky, not the highway from Vancouver to Whistler, but it's basically the supply chains around the world are going to continue to have difficulty and big pricing power. So if you look at cargo uh, jets and you look at cargo ships, uh, they've been giving out huge bonuses to the workers uh, because they have tremendous uh, pricing power, which I believe are going to last for the next several years. So I launched uh, SEA, which is listed on New York Stock Exchange, as another way to play this way to be ahead of inflation. I, I do believe in, in sort of the simple model that whatever your age is, is what you should be invested in, in short-term or conscientious uh, uh, secure assets. Uh, as you're getting older, retiring, if you're younger like yourself, then you can turn around and invest in much more speculative investments and growth opportunities, et cetera. So if you're 30 years old, then, then 70% should be long, 30% should be in cash or short-term and if you're 70 years old, you should be basically 70% in short-term income uh, and 30% in more speculative investments, sort of a basic rule of thumb. But with that gold, I'm a big believer that 10% in gold stocks. Here's an interesting factoid. Last year, the beginning of January of 21 to the end of December 21, gold was down 5%. But the average price realized by the gold miners was up $60 an ounce. So in fact, gold mining companies had a phenomenal year last year. 60% have free cash flow. I'm a big believer. Back up the truck. You can buy great gold producers that have free cash flow. 
And the biggest concern I've had for them is that they should do what Bitcoin miners do, is if you believe in it, hold on for dear life, take some of that cash and uh, buy, don't sell your gold. It's too cheap right now. Gold should be thousands of dollars higher in, in, in basically looking at the hundreds of trillions of dollars that we have out there in the debt when you look at the global debt dilemma that's taken place due to COVID. So I remain you know, very, very bullish. I don't think rates are going to rise that high now with Putin and, and Ukraine. You know, it's putting more supply pressure on commodities. People don't realize this population may be smaller than other countries in the world, but they're, they're just huge when it comes to coal, iron ore, steel, natural gas, ammonia. I can list, the, it's a, like the periodic table of needed commodities. We saw nickel prices all of a sudden hit $25,000 a ton. Uh, so I believe we're gonna continue to witness supply constraints for copper, for gold, uh, for many of these other commodities. Palladium, 40% of the world's palladium comes from Russia. Uh, so when you start adding this, all this sort of disruption means higher commodity prices for investors. Great, thank you. And then we did touch on some great gold companies. Would you mind letting us take a peek inside your portfolio and sharing what those companies are? Well, it, when it comes to the royalty companies, uh, Wheat and Precious is based out of Vancouver, is a spectacular blue chip uh, royalty company. The, the revenue is 20 times greater than Goldman Sachs per employee. Uh, Franco Nevada is another one, uh, a fantastic company. It's just amazing to see doing 24 million in revenue per employee, and Goldman Sachs is a million. By the way, high blockchain is 10 million approximately. So it is much more of that royalty model. And I think there's some other you know, interesting exploration development companies, but it's so, I have to be so careful based on their liquidity, what they're gonna be able to, to go and give a, a, a strong recommendation on some of them. But we have many of them in our World Precious Minerals Fund that uh, we have a, still, we're very active investors in the Canadian exploration Ralph Aldous, who has more degrees of thermometer, geologist, CFA, uh, mineral economist, that's uh, got a long white beard. He's now become famous. He looks like Gandalf uh, and Wise also uh, is a phenomenal uh, micro cap investor. So I think there's still great opportunities uh, in Canada. Awesome. Thank you so much for those hot tips. If my viewers wanted to find more or hear more from you, where would they find you, Frank? Usfunds.com. It's really simple. Subscribe to Frank Talk. Go to at usfunds.com, which is U.S. Global Investors educational website, and sign up for the weekly investor alert. We talk about global investing from China to Eastern Europe to crypto, but in particular, resources and gold, which we have this unique expertise of over 30 years of, uh, of well, actually more like 45 years of investing in Canadian resource stocks. Well, Frank, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And uh, I hope uh, everything opens up quickly in Canada and you can fly <laughs> south and get some warm weather. Me too. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow this podcast wherever you're listening to be notified every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday of new episodes. Also, feel free to leave a rating and a review if you're enjoying the show. Keep up with me and Cambridge House between episodes at the Montana York on Twitter and cambridgehouse.com. See you next time.